It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and the Colorado Avalanche with a very impressive win. Can we use that term if they're going up against the worst team in the league, and maybe when it's all said and done? the worst team statistically and record-wise in the history of the league. We hope so, so our team themselves can get off of that label. Um, but it was a little touch-and-go in the beginning, and we're going to kind of break that dame. Ga- <laughs> yeah, that dame. We're going to break that game down um, and kind of uh, see where the Avalanche stand heading into the All-Star break. Kind of a turn things around in the last three games anyway. They're on a three-game winning streak and look a lot better. We knew they would come out of this funk. It couldn't last forever. They're too good of a team. Um, And I'm not going to say a three-game winning streak kind of uh, gets rid of all of that, but it makes us feel a lot better, especially the way that they're playing. makes you feel a whole lot better. So... First things first, social media, follow the show on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche over on uh, Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche and send your emails with questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to talk about in the world of Avalanche. And if you want to uh, like it, be a part of the, the Fandom Friday segment that we've been running for the past couple weeks now, send an email stating that you want to be involved in that and we'll pencil you in for the week that you're available. I heard, actually, I didn't hear it from the horse's mouth. I heard it through social media and stuff like that, that Mark Rycroft, who does the, uh, for the Altitude Network, he runs the uh, intermission reports and stuff like that. Somebody said he was joking. I haven't heard it yet, so I want to see, like, the tone. Uh, But he said something about the All-Star game being in Colorado next year. If anybody else has heard that, let me know if you think he was kidding, because I've heard both. I've heard he he was kidding, and I've heard he's not, and he kind of spilled the beans, and he shouldn't have, uh, because his co-host, and his name is escaping me right now, I forget about it, um, kind of had a look on his face and was like, no, don't don't say that right now. I mean, that's not what he said, but he kind of looked, he kind of scaled it back. Um, so I don't know if, if they do get an all-star game, I mean, just the fact that he said it, uh, you know, it, it's out there now. So we now, we now hold that information in our hands. We are going to run like the wind with it because that's what we do. So, but I was thinking about that. Um, it, I think it was 2001 was the last time the avalanche uh, hosted an all-star game so I don't I don't believe it's a system where it ha- they have to go through every single team before they come back around again 
that would just be a cyclical thing um, and wouldn't really make much sense. I'm sure, you know, there's, there's got to be a good amount of time in between, of course. And that would be 20 years exactly if it was, I'm, I'm almost positive it was 2001. Uh, so if it, if it's 2021, that's a good stretch of time before in between all-star games. And I think the Avalanche should be getting one if they don't get it next year, if, or if, if he was just kidding uh, or if it was a slip of the tongue. Even if they don't get it next year, you would think within within the 2020s, they should be getting an All-Star game. Uh, if it's next year, then I think you can, wouldn't you have to kiss the, not the Stadium Series, the, the All-Star Classic, um, All-Star Classic, yeah, All-Star, uh, the Winter Classic. Um, wouldn't you have to kiss that goodbye against the Minnesota Wild? I mean, you can't be given a stadium series game this year, next year going to uh, Sweden to play, and then, I'm sorry, Finland to play. Not not Sweden, Finland. They already went to Sweden. Go to Finland to play, and then that same year host an all-star game. That's a, that's a lot for one franchise to get. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility? No, nothing is. But I just feel like that's that's you're you're gonna be given a lot of uh, things that a lot of other teams really want to get. One of those, and Avalanche would have gotten a handful of them in a short amount of time. Uh, so I, I don't see it happening because they are getting the overseas game uh, next year. Maybe he was just kidding around. But like I said, I think pretty soon. And with the expectation that is on top of the Colorado Avalanche, uh, there uh, it's been talked about all over the the NHL world that this is, I guess you could say, an up and coming team. But they're already here for for us anyway. So yeah, I mean it would it would make sense that the NHL would want to go to Colorado for an All Star game pretty soon. Uh, if that happens, I fully expect we get the. The benefits that the St. Louis Blues are finding themselves in for hosting this year, getting four of their players in, one on the vote-in, which I am still a little bitter about. Um, and if you watch Kale McCarr play against Detroit, yes, it's Detroit. I don't want to keep saying that for the remainder of this show. Let, if we're pumping up this game and talking about how great they played, I don't want to follow it up with, but it was Detroit. Let's just get that out there right now that but it was Detroit so I don't have to say it the rest of this show anyway Uh, either way watching him play tonight it's odd to say he was a man amongst boys because he's technically the boys amongst men but he was incredible (laughs) absolutely incredible tonight so we're gonna break that game down uh, and we're gonna talk about our main man Nathan McKinnon because he, I don't I mean, I guess you could say it's a milestone. It's not really a milestone in terms of his overall numbers and career, but he hit a benchmark, we'll say that. Um, and we're going to break all that down right after this. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. 
a hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Colorado with a pretty dominating performance over the Detroit Red Wings. That first period was kind of an anomaly. Uh, you can't really get much going when there's as many penalties as there was in that period. Um, it seemed like half the period was played in the penalty box. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, first of all, let's just kind of give credit to Colorado for now winning three games in a row, and that puts them 49 games into the seasons at 28, 15, and 6 with 62 points. Uh, and they are six points behind St. Louis. So if that St. Louis game was not important, uh, there's your proof right there. They they could have, they, if they lost that game to St. Louis, they were down by 12. Um, and obviously they didn't. Went down by eight, one uh, against Detroit. So that puts them at 62 compared to St. Louis's 68. Um, and they both played 49 games. So nobody has a game in hand there. <clears throat> but just look what it did to them in the standings, even the teams below them. Dallas has lost two in a row. So Dallas, who was just above us not that long ago, is now four points behind Colorado. And the Jets, who were two points behind Colorado before this three-game win streak, are now sitting at 54 points. So they're eight points behind. So it Things can change like that, and that is proof right there and why these games are so important when you're playing against uh, division teams and just playing any game in general on your schedule. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's why hockey is, you know, one of the best sports because the parity is real, and you have to be prepared every single night because each and every point is, is so important. Um, and I think this team really knows that because they've really started to play a lot better in these last three games. And like I said, that benchmark that Nathan McKinnon hit tonight is the 30 goal mark. And, you know, it was, oh man, I, I, I wish I could remember the year, 
but it was it might have been Patrick Waugh's last year uh, coaching the team where Matt Duchesne got 30 goals, and I think there was like a couple games left in the season, and he celebrated. You know, I, the Avalanche were kind of out of it, and the way he celebrated after getting that 30 goal, Waugh wasn't too happy about. But that's not the point. The point is Duchesne got the 30th goal. Uh, there was only – it might have been the last game of the season. I think that's why he celebrates. It was like the last game of the season. Um, and Nathan McKinnon has done it on the 49th game. You know, we're not talking Wayne Gretzky numbers or anything like that, but the way that he scores is, you know, only matched by a couple guys in the league, and you can you can name them by last name or even first name. <laughs> um but he got him. Uh, the the 30th came on an empty netter, which, you know, we don't apologize for those. Uh, the first one came from an absolutely incredible play by Kale McCarr. Um, he was kind of skating back towards the blue line to the left, stopped on a dime, went in the other direction. And because he did that, he had some open ice outside of the dots on the right-hand side. And I don't know about you, <clears throat> when he made that move and he had that much time and space because of what he did, that snipe that he had against St. Louis, as soon as he started coming around, when he pivoted and he went in the other direction and he had that much space, my eyes got wide open like, oh, my God, something's going to happen here. And he fired a pass right on McKinnon's stick. So much so that it bounced a little bit. McKinnon didn't get a solid whack at it. It had to settle back down on the ice before McKinnon could get a second whack at it, which happened like that. I mean, I'm explaining this far longer than it took to actually happen. Um, and McKinnon whacked it in for a goal, which was uh, his first of the game. And then he got the empty netter for his second and his 30th. So... 72 points total on the season. I believe he is four behind McDavid. I think McDavid has 76. Uh, so, you know, we say going into the break, he has 30 goals. I mean, we're obviously past the halfway point in the season, but either way, the guy is playing, continues to play, <clears throat> lights out. He's one of the top two players in the league. Um, and And stats show it, and just watching him play, is a thing of beauty <laughs> and and we're lucky to have him on our team so he's he's our one person going to the all-star game uh we'll talk about the all-star game i guess not today but if at all it, it is what it is but we'll definitely talk about it after the events happen um and kind of revisit what mckinnon did there <clears throat> but maybe previewing it. I don't really care that much about it. Yeah, I want our players to go there, but the actual game, it doesn't really make a difference to me. Um, so in terms of the game overall, frustrating first period, a lot of penalties. You didn't want, well, what you did want was Colorado to get an early goal and kind of put a team that they're superior to uh, on the run early on and the complete opposite happened they gave up a goal and you're thinking like I said yesterday this is a team you absolutely have to beat um, so when they got up really quickly and held that lead through the first because of all these penalties but even so you have those penalties and this is a team penalties went both ways too by the way it wasn't just on Detroit 
in a way, you're like, okay, good, because this team is terrible on the penalty kill, but the Avs couldn't get anything going in the first anyway. Uh, their penalty looked better, just didn't produce any points. They were one for five in penalties, which, I mean, I guess getting the one the way that their penalty or their power play has been lately is good. But the first ended one nothing, and were you thinking, oh, God, this can't really happen? Honestly, you weren't. You knew that they were the better team. They played well, just didn't go through, and you kind of figured that it would in the second, and boy, did it quickly, and, and Kale McCarr is the reason for that. Dude's got skill. That's maybe, you know, only skill-wise, Nathan McKinnon is probably a better skilled player on the team. Other than that... He is right up there. He he just knows where he is on the ice. He knows where his teammates are on the ice. And for someone his age, we keep saying that. It's amazing. So um, just like that, after coming in in the second period, Avs take the lead and, you know, Makar really took over. I had said yesterday that hopefully that goal from Tyson Jost kick-started him in some way, and it'd be great. And, you know, that was a good time for him to get a goal because then he can kind of just take off and hopefully benefit from playing a Detroit, a dilapidated Detroit Red Wing team. And he absolutely did. And the crummy thing is he couldn't have a goal to show for it. I believe I'm almost like, let me get up the stats here. I think he did have a, an assist on the day. Um, but man, he, he played probably the best game of, of the season outside of that hat trick that he had. He was everywhere and you could see the confidence building in him. Yeah. He did have one assist on the day. So, um, second game in a row with points. Um, and again, build on that. I think just getting that goal, just wiped his, his memory clean. You start off with a clean slate. Going against a, a Detroit Red Ring team where you can do some damage, and maybe he didn't do damage in the on the stat sheet, but he did damage everywhere else. He was everywhere. Now the crappy thing is now you're on a break. <laughs> You've played two great, great games, uh, and you want to keep that going, and now you got to sit for days because the All Star Game has to come and go. So it'll be interesting to see where he uh, picks up. They don't play till I think it's the thirtieth that they play. I'm gonna look. No, the third. Wait a minute. Wow, later than that, February first. Yeah, in Philadelphia, so they're on the road. So when it comes to Tyson Jost, he's got to do whatever he can to to keep this momentum going. I don't know how you do it when you're off for that long. Everybody's gonna be taking time to get their legs back, uh, but. I, I, now I feel for him again because now we're going to be watching him like we are with everybody after a, a long break. So hopefully he can keep it, keep it going. But he played he played a great game, a really, really good game. Um, in terms of goaltending, Pierre Francois got the start, which in the beginning was a little bit surprising to me. But I'm pretty sure Bednar wanted to get him a start before the long break so uh, both his goalies could, could have – Starts relatively close to each other. Uh, Grubauer got the the last two starts, so um, and F- Francois 
did did relatively well. Uh, the the first goal he gave up was was a, was a good goal. You can't do anything about it, but nothing spectacular that came out of him tonight. But uh, he didn't have to be. You know, D- Detroit really didn't test him that much. Um, stat wise, I think they had in the twenties with shots on goal. I'll bring up the stats right now. Uh, the matchup. Let's see. So they they completely dominated shots on goal. Where are we here? Uh, 46 to 25 in favor of Colorado. So 18, 16, and 12 by period for for uh, Colorado. Detroit, 12, 7, and 6. They just don't have the offensive firepower. They don't, they don't have much of anything. Um, power play, as were 1 for 5, while Detroit was 0 for 2. Uh, Stat-wise... Nazem Kadri with the three three point game, two goals. Thought he might have had a hat trick. Um, I think it was a Ryan Graves slap shot that l- it went off of something, but it, it it seemed like it did anyway. I think it went off a defender's stick, just grazed it ever so slightly. And in the, and when you first saw it, you thought that Kadri might have got it to get a hat trick, but um, it didn't. Either way, he played he played very very well tonight. Two goals and assists for him. Nathan McKinnon with the two goals. Ryan Graves with a goal and an assist. Nieto with a goal. Makar with the two assists. So here's two assist players. Makar, Rantanen, Zadorov, Burakovsky. And tack on Jost and Ian Goal with an assist each. And I think that's ten players. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players with points. Off the score sheet is Landeskog, who I think he's looking forward to this this break. He, he's been He's been off a little bit. Um, I think he's okay. I think he's healthy. Um, but he's just, I think, kind of in a little bit of a, a funk right now. So I think more than anybody, I think he might be happy that he's not going to this this All-Star game. But all in all, a, a, a dominating performance, which, which should have happened from this team. This is how you want it to end, uh, I guess, the first half going into the All-Star break. On a, a five-game homestand, you win three out of those five games. You gain two points uh, in the two overtime games. In the two games, you lost. So out of ten possible points, you got eight. There's nothing wrong with that. And and maybe because it started off wrong, everybody was kind of up in arms over everything and kind of making ridiculous uh, maybe moves that we should make. And it wasn't going to happen. So that's why you have to... Let these things play out over time, and look what happened. Five-game homestand, eight out of ten points. And what I say, four points behind um, St. Louis. I think I, I know. I think there's, yeah, four points behind St. Louis. So no, six points. Six points. I'm sorry. <laughs> so four or six doesn't matter. They're they're closer than they were a week ago. So. Uh, things are trending up in the world of the Avalanche, and you can only hope that they can sustain that um, after after the All-Star break. So um, we're going to cut it short for there. Now that it's short, I mean, we're, we're over 20 minutes anyway, so we're going to kind of keep it just to the Detroit game. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow with another episode and kind of talk about a, an interesting article that was in the, the uh, Athletic um, about different questions they ask fans, things like not only who is like the best player in the league, uh, but who could you like have a beer with? So I'll kind of go through that. 
who the answer was and kind of give like my take and who I would like to have a beer with and who I think is the best player in the league. Take a guess at that one. Um, so kind of like a fun thing to do because the, the all-star break is here for the avalanche anyway. And uh, we're going to have to come up with some fun and light topics for the next week or so before we get back into the game action. And that that's always the laboring part when you're like after the all-star break happens and then you still have a couple days of, of break after that because the all-star game itself, I'm going to get the exact dates for you, um, is the 25th. So, and then, so you still have from the 25th all the way to the first before the avalanche play. So that's just going to be like, oh man. <laughs> Can we get to February? Nobody ever says that. Can we get to February? My birthday's in February, and I, and I can't even stand the month just because where I live is so cold. So, um, but we'll come up with some interesting topics. We're gonna have fans on every Friday. Maybe we'll expand that if we need some some more topics to cover and segments to do. Um, but tomorrow will be a fun day, and we'll kind of just ride this thing out and see where it goes. Whatever you guys want to do, you want to come on, shoot me an email. Avalanche at gmail.com follow on twitter comment on that send me a message on that whatever you guys want to bring up we'll bring it up because that's how we do it on the show so avalanche back on track and now we gotta wait now we play the waiting game like peter griffin said all right guys have a good one we'll see you tomorrow and here's jovi go abs go